Welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. Here we discuss all things curriculum, plus leadership issues, teaching tips and much, much more. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Podner. With mental health, particularly children's mental health, at the top of our minds for all of us in education, and with 8% of 5 to 10-year-olds and nearly 12% of 11 to 15-year-olds having a diagnosed mental health disorder, it's such a pressing issue. So today I'm really thrilled to be joined by Dr. Martin Yelling, who's the CEO of Stormbreak, which is an innovative charity that's working really hard in this area. So welcome to the podcast, Martin. Hello, Caroline. Thanks for joining me. Um, welcome. By asking, um, what does Stormbreak do for people listening who haven't heard of you? And what are your aims? I mean, you pretty much outlined a lot of them in, in your brief intro. Stormbreak is, is about improving um, young children's emotional well-being and, and mental health and, and seeing that actually through you know, a very positive lens. Um, one of our aims is to reduce the stigma associated with, with conversation around mental health and to pl place that in schools, uh, mm. in primary schools specifically, um, you know, as a really important shared responsibility uh, across the whole life of, of the school. So we're a charity that embeds movement for mental health in, into the life of, of, of primary schools with the aim of supporting teaching, but also, you know, whole school staff, um, into seeing how movement can be a really important strategy for helping children develop skills for now, but also skills that help them transition and grow uh, and stick, you know, a little, um, so that if, when, you know, some things emerge that they, they need to cope with, um, they can remember that Stormbreak is a strategy that can help and movement is a powerful a vehicle and mechanism for supporting them do that yeah so we're a small charity that does those things that sounds amazing i think it's it's nice to see something where physical health is being used alongside mental health i've been listening to a lot of podcasts about mental health and and how we often separate the two so i might talk to you a little bit more about that and what evidence you've seen and, and why you've taken that approach but looking at the issue, uh, Martin, that we're facing, obviously I'm talking to you over Zoom and we are still in the COVID pandemic. We're, we're at a different stage where children are going to be back at school uh, this year. Um, but obviously there's been a huge impact on well-being, mental health, children and adults. What are the main issues that we face at the moment in terms of primary children's yeah. well being and mental health there are a huge number of issues you know I've got three small children you know I also used to be a, a, a teacher and we work with a lot of teachers we also work with the families outside of, of a school environment as well and these issues are really varied mm. at the moment you know we're seeing quite a lot of increases in in things like generalized anxiety um, you know just children are worried children yeah. feel uncertain you know children feel a sense of of loss of who they are and and um, loss of understanding their place 
Um, and it's hardly, like, it's not surprising, is it? You know, us as adults have really struggled in the last 15, 16 months. You know, the, the, the whole um, COVID pandemic has amplified for many, you know, some either existing, new um, behaviours that they perhaps didn't even know they had. Mm. You know, and now uh, us as adults are saying, well, actually, I'm struggling in certain contexts or, you know, I, I'm not flourishing. I'm finding this difficult, you know, particularly for already disadvantaged children and their families. You know, I'm privileged. We have a garden, something so simple, you know, um, and I've got three small children, all primary aged. And my children throughout the pandemic can go and play outside and despite us you know having to homeschool them you know they were outside and they were playing and they were also together with each other and also you know as parents we we've tried to understand their needs and see the uncertain world through their eyes and so we've helped them establish relationship with each other and with us and feel a sense of belonging and a sense of connection and a sense of their own self-worth in a very complicated world and of course that's not the case for lots of children you know lots of children are starting on a very different footing and so the issues of of low level anxiety the issues of fear you know the issues of sadness and loss and grief you know we think about children who may have lost relatives not seen important people in their lives for months and months on end not seen their friends. So there's been relationship breakdown. You know, we know the incidences, unfortunately, uh, of abuse at home have risen uh, in, in the last 15 months. And the impacts we see on children's physical and, and mental health mm. has been significant, you know, and, and schools, and you know this, uh, Cornerstones Education, schools are such a vital part of a children's life and teachers are such an important influence in shaping and supporting and guiding young people especially when there's trauma outside of their home at, you know at home and then they're coming to school as almost a, a place of safety of security of reassurance and of stability mm. so you know we've seen increasing issue um, and we've tried through our Stormbreak programs to keep supporting schools throughout the pandemic. And these issues aren't going to suddenly miraculously disappear just because nightclubs have reopened and you can go to the pub again and the park again. There isn't a single magic solution and, and the issues that children, families, schools face are going to take many years. Yes, Definitely. I think um, everyone listening would agree with that. This is a long term process of recovery. And um, I mean, maybe before we talk about the impact that you're having, I should ask you to describe some of the ways that you help. So what you're what you provide as a charity and if anyone sort of Googles you, what would they find? What's the approach that you would advise um, them to take, you know, on their yeah with with using yeah, a gentle one generically um, so we provide different levels of services for for primary schools and and also you know 
services outside of education, mainly in, in children who are more vulnerable in looked after and other settings. But our services for primary schools revolve around the delivery of a programme that we call Surge. And that Surge programme embeds movement for mental health, a whole school approach into the life of the school through us coaching um, members of the school staff at teacher, teaching assistant, pastoral care worker. We've even worked with lunchtime supervisors and governors and senior leadership teams. And that's really important um, to show schools how to use a short period of movement specifically aimed at mental health. And we categorize, so we built our Stormbreak approach with clinical psychologists, with teacher educators, with teachers, uh, with, with um, CAMS um, practitioners, yeah. um, with children. Um, and it's a therapeutic early help preventative approach to saying, if you can deliver movement for mental health with a degree of flexibility around your implementation to fit the life of a school, um, so it's a very flexible and agile approach and you can drop in a storm break. So an opportunity for kids to realize that movement can support their mental health and the class teacher can lead them through a small activity five to 10 minutes during the day. Then that exposure to the types of conversation that they might have, the types of support they can give can support children in our five core domains and they are relationships, resilience, self-worth, self-care and hope and optimism. And so we drill into quite a level of granular detail about how to support children with language, with action, with presentation. Um, although we're a non-curricular uh, school um, programme and we do fit around and su support curricula and so we do mm. that through a delivery program called Surge, which takes a term um, and then another three months of, of support implementation afterwards. So um, we do that over virtual delivery and face-to-face -face delivery, a combination approach. And then we also give schools a digital portfolio, a digital suite of assets for yeah. them to be able to deliver Stormbreak dependent on their own levels of confidence. So for some schools that might be let me give you a practical example. There's been relationship breakdown in my primary class. The kids are tired, fatigued. They've been in a bubble for a very long time. So they're not mixing as well as perhaps they might. So there's a little bit of infighting in my pupils. And I've really noticed it. And it's causing some of the kids quite a lot of distress um, and panic. And some of them are not even wanting to come in, right? Or some of them are responding in difficult and unhelpful ways in the class. Okay, well, what do I do about that? Now, I, now I've noticed that as a teacher, we'll give that teacher a strategy called a storm break. And there's over a hundred of them on our website to say, okay, we'll do this. This is the language to use. This is the activity to use. Um, they're, they're all movement based. Um, so it might be playing a game, but it's specifically focused on relationship in the class, in the group, relationships, not focused on, let's all just go outside and run a mile or whatever, because it lets off some steam. Mm. It's focused on how can we use movement 
to really develop a re relationships in our classroom with other people, with other children, between us and the, the children and between the children and each other? How can we deepen that connection that they have? How do we teach them about trust, about language, about patience, about listening? All the things that all your teachers will do as a part of their practice, but probably don't do them in movement. And so we give them that skill. I find that really interesting because as a teacher myself, um, we've come across this before when I used to do it, you know, circle times. When we talked about mental health or well-being, um, often talking or forcing a conversation um, can pose a lot of barriers, particularly for children who are more reticent and quiet and actually physical activity. I'm very interested in how that can help. Well, obviously you've done the research. Part of the grounding of our approach. So yeah. um, look, if we were a bunch of teachers together and, and I do some running in my, in, as my recreation. And um, if we were to go for a little run together or walk, the first thing we might say is, Oh, I'm just going to vent about my week. I'm going to talk to you about my week as we yeah. run. And we're going to run together. I'm going to say, Caroline, how's your week been? And you're going to go, it's just been terrible. All these things have happened and I've really struggled with this. And as friends and as people that, you know, exercise together, um, I'm saying all this, uh, uh, Caroline, hypothetically, of course, because we've not met before this call. But no, but I do it. run. I do run. And if you walk, run or whatever. And I do understand. Yeah that it's a vehicle. Right. Yeah. We do that as adults and we come back and we think, I'm so glad I took the dog for a walk or I walked in the hills or I went for a swim or I played netball with my friends or, you know, I just moved with somebody. And actually in counselling, when people are more relaxed, not everybody, you know, there are different approaches for different audiences, of course, but people are more relaxed when they're moving they're more relaxed when they're outside. One of our pathway programs is about teaching children how to connect with nature. And when children are out in the woods and they're out exploring and they're out with family or, or it could be school in a, in a you know, forest school area, we identify that moment to have conversation. Yeah, I think it's uh, if you're an early years practitioner, you come across this sort of thing all the time when the children are out playing with the water in the water table. Mm -hmm. Those conversations that you have alongside a child when you listen to them, that's when it flows. That's when the conversation and the inner thoughts and the worries come out often. Yeah. You know, it's same for older children when they're engaged, like you said, something yeah. like preschool or just outside with you, um, drawing on the playground. Uh, when you're with them that's when you hear these and that's exactly what you know, having a storm break is is putting some structure around that yeah so that a teacher feels confident and competent that they have a resource um, uh, uh, to go and work with their children a group of children put that in place deliver a, a topic or an area um, and support the children when they're doing it even if that means and we do have this sometimes there could be a disclosure there could be a safeguarding issue there yeah but this is where we recognize that the emotional wellness of the child is the responsibility of the whole school and a bit like you know maths isn't just the responsibility of maths and, and PE isn't just the responsibility of the PE teacher and mental health shouldn't just be the responsibility of the mental health 
practitioner in the school or the mental health lead or the safeguarding lead exactly it's all our responsibility Mm. so by giving a little strategy we hope we're providing teachers with you know a useful tool to support their children and, and and make a difference to their to their wellness it sounds amazing and i've had a look at some of the videos that you've got on your website and the approach um, that you take i mean can i ask about the impact it's having already martin on the schools that use it yeah so i used to be a teacher and um my my background was in uh, teacher education and training teachers but also in uh, physical activity and behavior change with children and adults and i was lucky to see how movement can really support adults mm. like particularly when they have low mental health and that's something you know for the last 25 years i've known 30 years i've known we don't teach our children that we don't coach our children that we expect them to like accidentally find it out and we can focus on some things which don't promote lifelong healthy relationships with moving and that's what we want to do that we want to promote we want to help children realize that there's all sorts of ways to move and it doesn't need to be in a performance orientated way if we do some jumping we don't care how far or how high you jump it's irrelevant i don't we don't really care how you jump um, you know, the, the, if you're after technical input or performance orientated outcomes, then you need to divert to curricular high quality delivered PE by a subject specific specialist. It, you know, that's exactly what should happen in primary schools. And that's not what we deliver. Mm. We deliver confidence and competence for teachers and teaching assistants, pastoral care workers to support through movement. And so some of the impact we've seen um, in schools is we actually track um, through a freely available digital dashboard and schools can sign up for an account at stormbreak.org.uk and create a school's account. I'll share a video with you on how to do that. It's It's really straightforward and that gives them access to all our free resources to then do a storm break with their class, show it them on video and get the class engaged and show them the animations. Um, and our desire is that then they would say, oh, we'd love to do your embedded program and come on board with Stormbreak Surge. And we take them through that much more of a professional development program that really um, shows the whole school how to deliver Stormbreak. But we've seen 92% of teachers that we work with said Stormbreak facilitates that connection between um, children and school staff, 80% say they it helps them to create a supportive, uh, positive feeling um, or, or, or emotion. Um, you know, we really like it when schools see impact in their children in terms of learning environments. So some schools w- will, will use a storm break to calm the children down. Some schools will use it to energize the group some schools might use it to address a particular area of, of um, emotional wellness or mental health that's emerged in, in their group or their class. Um, and then we see some of the changes that take place. And often they're through teacher stories. The impact comes through short-term impact of seeing children's behaviour change. 
there's nothing better. We've had a brilliant school in Dorset where we're based and their head teacher said to us last year, we know this isn't just Stormbreak, but nonetheless, this has happened. They're a big school, 700 uh, children in their primary school. So they're quite a big primary school. But the levels of um, disruptive pupil behaviour, that was their term, in, in school has really gone down. They've noticed hardly any incidences mm. across the school. Now they do various interventions of, of which Stormbreak mm. is only one. But in that instance, they have every class teacher delivering a storm break almost every day in the class. So language of mental health has changed. Children and teachers have a grasp of how to talk to each other about their mental health. There's a culture and a community that supports mental health in the school. Yeah. If a child says, can I do a storm break? The culture of the school allows that to happen. They can. There's a zone. They can go and do it. The best thing, the, the kids walk into school in the morning and they choose one of our storm break icons that best reflects the emotion they need to address that day. And they pin it on a little board. And that means that the content of the storm breaks delivered that day is driven by the emotions of the children. Mm. Simple, but, you know, it helps the teacher and it helps the kids. Yeah, and they're already seeing the impact. I know you say they use other interventions, but that must be having such an impact, doing it so regularly. And um, I'm very interested in the vocabulary around these subjects. And you just mentioned, you know, it's equipping uh, children and teachers with the right words to use because expressing your feelings is very hard anyway um, but having the right language to use um, goes a long way to being able to express and vent um, and share <clears throat> and understand as well it's not just about sharing your story it's about listening to someone else's feelings and being able to understand what they mean um, and picking up cues and that kind of thing that's amazing to hear that Martin you're obviously making such a, a big impact I did notice that BBC Children in Need have been involved BBC uh, Children in Need are um, a very important partner actually they they really helped us produce our digital site so oh, right. um, the digital dashboard and all the digital resources that are available to primary schools was as a response to not being able to go into schools because of COVID. And we still yeah. wanted to be able to support schools. So we produced a lot of the stuff online. And that meant that schools were able to access content wherever they are, whenever they want it, for free. And so a school can now log on and, and listen. We, we, we made these five animations about our five different areas that we focus on. And they're brilliant to show the kids because they can spark all sorts of conversation. They're voiced over by kids. We made them in lockdown, actually. So my daughter voices over one of them. <laughs> trying to get hold of kids in lockdown to do voiceover, almost yeah. impossible. But, but that's really good. You've got a child's voice. It can be more accessible to children sometimes, can't it? Well, actually, yes. And, you know, that's one of our goals with Children in Need over the next three years. Um, is to produce content that's led by children. So we want children to be coaching other children about their mental health through movement. Um, and that, you know, that's a, a, a wonderful departure from 
um, you know, adults go <laughs> coaching children in, you know, rooms with no windows on plastic chairs. Like that's just being told off. Um, it's quite intimidating, isn't it? Yes. We want to try and build solutions where children have a really strong grasp of each other's emotional well-being, and then they can actually help each other with it. And they do that through movement. Children need have been have been and continue to be brilliant and, and support the programs um, that, that we do. I talk to a lot of different charities and organizations, and, and obviously the pandemic's been devastating, but it has um, enabled some of us to work in a different way and, and become more digital um, and in a way that's then led to more people, like you say, being able to access your services and your resources. Um, I mean, you've just touched on it there a bit, Martin, but what, what are your hopes? What's your future plans for Stormbreak? Our plan ultimately is to, you know, support beneficiaries and, and uh, in, improve our outcomes for those beneficiaries. And those beneficiaries are either trusted adults who live with, work with, care for, support children it, it, across any context. So one of those contexts is, is education. But actually, you know, I love our projects with children in care um, because look, I think we can easily be distracted by trying to make large scale sweeping change and you know, impact such a buzzword, isn't it? With, without much effort in a very short time. And with my experience, I would suggest that that isn't the case and neither is it effective. Um, it certainly isn't effective in something like mental health where often your mental health and your emotional wellness is something that is always with you you learn to live together, it ebbs and flows. And, and, you know, some days we all wake up and we feel more alive, you know, more committed to the day, more purposeful. And some days we might wake up and feel, just feel a bit flat and lethargic. And, you know, and for some people, those, those conditions can, you know, really, really shape their lives in a, in a negative way. And, and definitely what we know is children that have experienced trauma, um, you know, in early years, that can, can go on and, and stick and can be, you know, realised in some significant trauma escalated as they go through their young adult and adult life. And so that's one of the reasons why Stormbreak is a preventative tool at primary years, because we think if we can get in early, even before children think they need any help, We've equipped them with some strategies, some tools through trusted adults that they work with to learn to live better in the world. Whatever better looks like, you know, I don't subscribe to best version of me and all, all that stuff. We, we, want, we want children to find ways to flourish in the world. And movement is such an important way. It could be creative arts. There's, there's many different ways for children yeah. to find something that, that they flourish. So I think for the future, and one of my personal goals actually is, is I would love to see Stormbreak in every primary school in the UK. And, and we can do that with our, you know, the free resources available. We just need people to get behind it and say, well, we'll try it. And people to get in touch and say, tell us how to use it and, um, and then we can help. Yeah. So obviously teachers, I'm just thinking of people listening 
um, who are interested in finding out. Obviously, there's your website. You're on social media as well, aren't you, Martin? We're at Hello Stormbreak. And also that's our email address is hello at stormbreak.org.uk and the lovely Judy will pick up any emails from schools. I think, look, we know because we've been working with schools across the UK for the last four years. So we're relatively young, but, you know, we've got new schools starting all the time. We know from the schools that we're working with that this year has been really hard, (laughs) you know, and schools have tried and teachers have tried their absolute hardest to prioritise the things that they think their children need the most. And it's been brutal. You know, we've had tough sessions with teachers. Teachers have been fragile, broken, tired, exhausted. On several times we heard teachers saying to us, I am clinging on by my fingernails here. Yet they're turning up to our sessions you know, which take place outside of their normal school working day. You know, the kids have gone home and they're turning up to our storm break sessions because they're determined to help their kids. And, and we know that that's not going anywhere. You know, so if you're listening to this and, and you're, you know, you work in a primary school and you're thinking, I want to do something. You don't have to do everything at once. Like a small thing. Take your time your own um, well-being is vital. Um, We know that teachers do learn a little bit about themselves on our programmes as well, which we hope helps in a good way. Um, But, you know, go pop along to the the website, show some kids some Stormbreak videos, allow our Stormbreak coaches to take your children through five or ten minute Stormbreak activities and sign up for the dashboard and just slowly build your way in. And then when you feel braver you know maybe get in touch and see if if we can come and help you across your school fantastic thank you martin can i just ask a very quick question actually about that um in terms of practice and and watching the videos um would you advise teachers to share a video to a whole class or do you think it's nice if they have their own earphones and their laptop and they can access it that way or do you think just a combination of both so typically one of the things we do in our sessions is to talk through like an agile implementation. So what we don't do is provide exhaustive curricular resources because um, our teachers are experts at what they do. What we do provide is opportunity for them to perhaps do something else. So we'll give them this video, this five to 10 minute video and all the resources that come with it. Yeah. I've got a big pack. I know it's really, on audio, it doesn't work so well, does it? Like, <laughs> it's on the camera. But this is kind of a pack that schools get with all the information. on oh, the Listeners, it looks amazing. Showing a, a video to a small group of children mm. can be helpful. But we tend to say, you know, let the whole class do it at the same time. Yeah. Um, and do it in the class. So all of our, our activities are designed to be able to be done in, the, in a classroom setting. Yeah. Um, for some of them, if they're outdoors, for example, the teacher's going to watch them and think, right, I can do that. And they're going to take them out and, and, and do that. And when a school comes on our programme, we teach an advocate. So members of the school team to become Stormbreak advocates. And then they're more confident to deliver Stormbreak in their school. 
That's a great idea, isn't it? Because then the staff have got someone they can turn to and as well as the digital platforms. And then is your aim then, once teachers get used to it and culture in the school supports it, they will find innovative ways to make it uh, come to life in their own way for their own children. Yeah. And it's got to be simple. You know, it's got to be accessible. It's got to be easy to implement. It's got to be at the same time, done with fulfillment of the programme, done with validity, delivered with reliability, uh, delivered with purpose. It's like anything. If you want a quick fix to your emotional, the emotional health of children, there isn't one. You know, so this is a, we very much believe in a sustainable, long-term approach where we upskill the staff in a school to take the initiative, maintain the momentum, and then grow it as they see fit with our support in the school. What we don't want to do is outsource some support, which a school pays for, knows very little about. We want the teachers in the school to, to really understand and have some ownership, feel empowered, engage their kids. Yeah. That's what we're at. It's much more likely to get impact then, isn't it, if people are owning it themselves. It sounds absolutely fantastic. And I'm so glad to get in contact with you, Martin, and talk to you about Stormbreak. And I, I recommend to anyone listening that you go and check out the website and the links that we'll put with this podcast note. Um, so thank you very much, Martin, for yeah. taking time to talk to me today and all the very best for Stormbreak and the important work that you're doing. And thank you. To the listeners for tuning in until it's until next time it's goodbye from me thank you for listening to this podcast it was brought to you by cornerstones education we help primary schools in england wales and beyond with the materials and tools to design deliver and manage their curriculum follow us on social media at cornerstones edu or visit us on our website cornerstones.co.uk we would love to hear from you thanks again for listening